0: First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't generate amusing holiday cards, but it will personalize career paths for your people and let you know which suppliers are best so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the new way we work from Fast Company Magazine, where we take listeners on a journey through the changing landscape of our work lives and explain exactly what we need to build a future we want. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. For 49 years, the right to reproductive freedom has been the law for all Americans. Now, as a leaked Supreme Court draft reveals, access to safe and legal abortion in all 50 states is almost certainly coming to an end. The impact of overturning Roe v. Wade cannot be understated. Thirteen states have so-called trigger bans, generation-old laws that snap into effect when Roe is overturned. And the fight against abortion access is ramping up across the U.S. More than 86 bills to restrict or ban abortion have been introduced in 31 states this year alone. Access to safe and legal abortion over the last five decades has had a tremendous impact on women. Women's labor force participation went from about 43% in 1970 to about 58% in 2019. It's an issue that impacts labor force participation and career opportunity, as well as the health of the economy. And beyond the impact to individuals, state-level abortion restrictions also reportedly cost the U.S. economy about $105 billion dollars each year due to women leaving the workforce, reducing earnings, and increasing turnover. That will increase dramatically as more bans and restrictions go into place. Lack of access to safe and legal abortion also significantly raises the risk of maternal death. All of this is to say nothing for the outcomes to children born into families that lack the resources to care for them. We are, of course, still a country without any paid parental leave or universal childcare. Abortion access is a human issue, a healthcare issue, a workplace issue, and a business issue. But even with a nationwide access to abortion care, individual experiences varied wildly, often because of their employer, their insurance coverage, or the state they lived in. While most major insurance plans cover abortion care, they are often intentionally difficult to parse and low-wage workers who juggle several part-time jobs are often without health care or are covered by Medicaid, which, thanks to the 1976 Hyde Amendment, does not cover abortion care. So for many, their employer has the largest impact on their experience in receiving abortion care. One in four women in the U.S. will have an abortion in their lifetime. But because the healthcare issue has been politicized and stigmatized, we often don't hear their personal experiences, especially as it relates to work. And that's why on today's episode, we will hear from Emma Hernandez about two experiences she's had trying to access abortion care. Emma knows firsthand how important employer support can be, especially when the state you live in has restrictive laws and how isolating it can be when you don't have employer support while navigating an unnecessarily complicated system due to state regulations. This was the case when Emma sought an abortion in Indiana in 2015 when she was 21 years old. I was in my senior year of
1: college that experience was honestly very difficult and isolating. I kept it quiet. I didn't tell anyone beyond my partner that I was making this decision. I was in a relationship with an on-again, off-again boyfriend um, who was significantly older than me, and now I can see those red flags. But I had a very difficult time through that abortion, um, taking time off from school, taking time off from work. It was basically juggling um, multiple part-time jobs. So I was working at Starbucks as a barista, I was working at a marketing firm, and I was also doing some freelance graphic design work. And so in all of those positions, I didn't qualify for any paid time off, taking time off. Definitely meant I would have a smaller paycheck, you know, those two weeks. That was going to impact my life in general because I already had the unforeseen expense of seeking an abortion and having one and trying to keep it a secret, which is not something that is very common when you're doing other sort of medical decisions. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily undergo any, even an outpatient procedure, maybe without. You know asking for some time off or having that kind of option within your different your workspace or your school space. And I did not have insurance at the time. I did not have any sort of um, Medicaid that I qualified for. I didn't have any insurance through my school or anything, so it was completely um, out of pocket. I was on the brink of completing um, a goal that I'd had for a long time, which was finishing my undergrad. Uh, I was a first generation student. And so it was just a lot on the line. And I'd done so much work to get to a stable point within my life that I knew I didn't want to um, continue with the pregnancy. Other factors that played into this, um, at the time, my father was incarcerated. My mom was maintaining a single income household for my my siblings and I and my sister who what I had witnessed her be a single mom for three kids already and so for me I was I I just didn't have any um sort of societal safety net really nor through my family um, no, nor through any of the institutions I was a part of and it just wasn't a great fit at that time So for many years I did not ever speak about having had an abortion it wasn't until my mother just casually brought up in conversation one day that she was on her way to a protest. And I said, oh, what are you protesting? Like, what what are you up to? And she let me know she was actually on her way to protest in front of an abortion clinic. That inside of me, like, just hit me like a very heavy weight. And I did something that I never thought I would do. I let my mother know that the clinic she was intending to protest at was actually where I had received services a few years prior um, and that her daughter had had an abortion. And that I was happy with the choice and that she could continue to do and make whatever decision she wanted about her activities that day. But I wanted to let her know that when she is actively making a medical decision more difficult for an individual seeking care that she's doing. So in a place that provided services to her own child Um, and that when I was seeking an abortion in a very frigid January in Indiana, the one thing that was like consoling me at the time was at the very least, it's so cold out today that there are no protesters outside of this clinic. At least I have that. (laughs) At least I it's so frigid and cold that no one's out here making this decision more
0: difficult for me. And we'll be right back after a quick break. First, the bad news. In February of 2022, Emma was again in need of abortion care. This time she was living in Texas, which has a six-week ban, more restrictive than Indiana's laws when she was 21. But Emma's employer, We Testify, could not have been more supportive. We Testify is a reproductive justice organization, so it makes sense that they'd have some of the more progressive policies around employee support as staff like Emma seek care. I
1: found out I was pregnant the morning... (laughs) We had a staff meeting. So by that afternoon, um, I was able to share with my boss and my coworkers that I found out I was pregnant. I immediately knew the option I wanted to take. And so it was great to be able to share pregnancy news on a staff call and the immediate response not be, congratulations, because that's traditionally what it is. It was great to be able to say, hey, I'm pregnant. And the response be, oh, so What option are you looking at? And to be very frank and just say, I don't want to continue with this pregnancy. Um, I'm going to be seeking an abortion. Have our boss say, well, let me know if you need any resources or I need to connect you with anyone because they understood the situation is very um, delicate within the state of Texas. I originally had um found out I was pregnant and reached out to my local planned parenthood clinic who they did the math on a little pregnancy calculator that I was already past the six week limit for the state of Texas. But my boss was able to also tell me that our medical plan say I could not afford i mean if I could not access an abortion within the state of Texas that our medical plan would provide coverage for travel to, say, New Mexico to access abortion services. And so within, you know, a few minutes of me disclosing to our team that I was pregnant and I wanted to terminate the pregnancy, um, I was given much information and resources about what my options were through my employer. When I was able to access medication abortion within the state of Texas, I didn't find the need to travel out of state. My boss was very forthcoming in providing me options should I need to take time off, um, reminding me that I have sick leave that can apply towards this. They also um, sent me a bouquet of flowers the weekend that I was going to have my abortion. And then they also sent me a care package with a bunch of stuff to help me relax because a medication abortion, um, you're just going to be at home for quite a few hours and recovering um, if you want to take it easy for the next few days. And so I received a care package with face masks and candies and uh, relaxing candles. So the experience overall was fantastic through my employer. After I had my abortion, I was able to talk about that experience at our all-staff meeting, which was a very big difference from what it would have ha- happened had I uh, been working elsewhere, probably. And so it was very normalized. I think that if I wouldn't have had support from my employer, I would have um, been extremely isolated in this choice it probably would have impacted my work performance um in a way that I wouldn't feel comfortable really um approaching my workplace about honestly when my when my job sent me a care package i started crying because it was like oh this is i've never gotten that level of like mindfulness around my decision my my abortion um just to have that support really was so significant to me uh because Even if you know someone's having an abortion, um, you know, we don't send flowers to folks for that. And it was so great to get my care package and a bouquet of flowers and just know like, oh, there's people that want me to feel supported, that will love me um, through this experience. Even if I don't receive that love and support from my own mother, my own family members, my employer is showing up for me in that respect, and I know that if I didn't have that experience, it would have been so much more difficult because, yeah, I am I work from home. I'm very isolated. I'm the only staff member that lives in the state of Texas with this unique experience. And so if I would have been doing this without employer support, without the reassurance that I could travel to New Mexico should I need it um, to access abortion services, I think I would have just felt completely abandoned by spaces and institutions where I spend a lot of my time. You know, we, we dedicate so much of our time to work in the workplace and providing um, the best product that we can and showing up as our best selves. My first abortion, I felt very stigmatized, very shamed. It took me like years before I could actually talk about it. And this time around, it was something very normalized, very supported. Sometimes people think that, Seeking an abortion or having had multiple abortions um, means that we don't value the experience of motherhood or the experience of child rearing. But for me, I'm an individual that really looks forward to um, one day being a mother, and I just want to make sure that I'm in the best position to do so when I get to it. Um, and up until this point, it's just not happened. Um, but I'm looking forward to one day. I, in the meantime, I'm speaking openly and honestly about having an abortion and, and making that decision.
0: And that's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to The New Way We Work wherever you listen. And if you like this episode, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And for more abortion access as it relates to the workplace, check out Fast Company's recent editorial package, The Business Case for Abortion Access, linked in the show notes for this episode. And we wanna hear from you. Has your employer taken a stand about abortion access? How has the issue impacted your workplace? Email us at podcast at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag TheNewWayWeWork. Special thanks to Emma Hernandez for sharing her story on today's episode. Emma was interviewed by Lashik Waba. The New Way We Work was produced by Joshua Christensen with editing by Nicholas Torres.